welcome back to the part of the show we call The Uncanny Roundup, where our listeners share their own stories of the strange and unexplained in this city. Speaking of which, here we often feel that we are pressed up against one another, constantly inches apart on the subways and the streets. We cringe when our skin touches an unfamiliar body, and we charge long sidewalks with our eyes aiming to keep the perfect distance from the person who walks in front of us. We even live packed together, boxed into high-rise apartments, raw houses, and brown stones. Yet, there is another kind of closeness that scientists have only recently begun describing, an infinite closeness of worlds. Layers and layers of universes, each one slightly different than the last, in an infinite echo through time and space. But what if you could walk between them? And what if you could do so not by the means of technology, but by changing your own mind? Our featured caller tonight claims to have been through exactly that. It begs the question, who do you think you are? And where do you really want to go? All right, well, I just got to tell somebody about this. Been eating me up inside and don't know anybody who'd rightfully believe me anyway. Right after my first wife, Deborah Sue, she walked out. I was a wreck, depressed, eating terrible food, just drinking way too much. Not a good scene at all. Worst part of it, though, was the fact I couldn't sleep for shit. Every night I would toss and turn, run over the things I could have done, make it stick around more. Finally fall asleep, if you could even call it that. But it was a weird, fitful sleep where, you know, you flop around and sweat too much. It was miserable, snapping at everybody. One day, my buddy Larry asked me, Larry asked, Why are you such a grout lately? I tell him, I ain't sleeping. He says, Why don't you get one of those boxes, you know, makes that white noise, sound of the ocean. I asked him what white noise was. He tells me, It's like that fuzzy stuff on the TV between channels. He says it can help you get to sleep. At this point, I'm desperate, but I'm also broke from the lawyers, so I decide I better just do it on the cheap. That night, I go home, and instead of sleeping in bed, I grab a pillow, hit the barker lounge in the living room, flip through the channels until snow was up on the screen. Now what, I thought. I remember Larry, he said, my cousin says she sort of just stares into space, in that static, and her eyes get heavy. Let them close, and then suddenly she's off to sleep. She clears her mind off all stuff, too, meditating. So I started looking at that static, tried to get more comfortable, put a pillow behind my head, blanket over me, looked in the snow after a few minutes, the whiteness of the light, man, it began hurting my eyes. So I closed them, not because not they were heavy, just because I needed to rest them. The hissing sound kept going. Now at this point I probably would have quit trying if I hadn't had been so long since I last slept. I began to listen to the sound of that static real close. Fun thing about that noise though, it's almost... Slippery. You hear it for a while and it starts to change. You can't tell if it's the sound that's changing or how you're just hearing that sound. Thoughts in my head were running slower and slower. Then not even at all. And then suddenly, a pop. And silence. All hell, I thought. TV's busting from this dumb experiment. But then I opened my eyes. But the noise had been sucked out of the room. Not just out of the room itself, but everywhere. My street was a busy one, hum of the lights and noise from the highway, but there it was, no sound at all. 
I could feel my heart pounding in fear, but I couldn't hear the blood rushing through my ears. That made me anxious. Am I going deaf like my Uncle Joe? Then I saw my fish. I had a small tank of guppies I'd been keeping on my counter. They were suspended in the water. Not not dead, not, not, not floating, just frozen. I looked around the room. I could feel my heart pounding out of my chest, but still no sound. A moth hung in the air. I screamed as loud as I could, and still yet no sound. I walked back towards the TV. The static that played across the scene wet somehow. I stretched out my hand to touch it. I felt drawn to it. When my fingers reached the screen, it felt like cold water, a small electrical charge running through it. I pushed harder and watched my hand sink into the salt and peppered board. My mind was so upside down at that point. Madness is all I could think. I pushed myself through and found myself in a version of my living room. Just slightly tidier. Buck lounge is empty. Seemed like this other side of the meal was just waiting for me. Slightly better version of my own present. I sat down in my chair. I closed my eyes again. I heard another pop and the sweet, gentle sound of early morning birds exploded in my ears. I jumped back up. My fish were swimming. What had happened? Did I dream that all? I went to work, thinking everything was normal, but then the coming days and weeks, some things seemed to be totally changed. First bizarre piece was that Larry wasn't at work. When I got there, just not out sick. He had never even worked there to begin with. Nobody knew who Larry was. Office girl thought I might be a little bit mighty strange, even asking. There were some things, too, about my brand of toothpaste wasn't in existence, and all in all, however, I did feel better. And with Larry, having never been there, I realized that I was the manager and I was making better money. I felt better too, started taking a little bit of care of myself, watching what I eat. And this is how I really knew is where I wasn't before. My wife showed up asking to get back together again. I told her I'm not the man I used to be. Oh, and in some strange twist, I did end up finding Larry. He owned the bowling alley in town. Bowling alley that never even existed there before. I had to make friends with him again all over, but, you know, it was worth it. And about meditating, I never did that again. I don't know what happened that night, but this life is way better than my old one. I don't want anything to fall out of it or let anything else come back in.